Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel. Because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. Welcome back. I am your hostess, Shannon McGuire, and this week we're talking about rejection. <gasps> rejection. This is a word that's been very fascinating. When I look at the origins of rejection, it's like the act of throwing off or throwing away, a refusal to accept. Rejection can also mean boundaries. <laughs> Anyone ever put up a boundary and you hit that boundary and you're like, damn, that felt like rejection. Think back to being on the playground. It's a group of kids. You finally build up the courage and confidence to go over there and say, hey, I want to play. And they're like, uh-uh. Or worse, when you're in middle school or high school and the cliques are real and you just don't quite fit. We've all experienced some form of rejection, whether it's the job you applied to and you didn't get, whether it's the invite you didn't receive, whether it's the layoff you may have experienced. The relationship that ended with them saying, it's not you, it's me, which is kind of true, by the way. It's a lot of truth, but digress. Rejection. Rejection is very interesting because it is one of the most subtle entries into victimhood. Rejection happens at the earliest of ages before we leave the home in some cases because rejection can come from our parents. Rejection can come from our siblings. Above all that, rejection can come from ourselves. We build these comforting lies that we're not good enough and they're better. I don't have what it takes. Nope, not me, them. All these things. We turn to pop culture. We look at celebrities. We look at other people's lives. We comment on it. We speculate as spectators and their storyline because we don't want to face the rejection that we've experienced in our own lives. And when going back to the earliest days of rejection, going in for that hug that someone turns away from, going in for that kiss that somebody like scrunches their face up and moves away from, Extending a joyful high and somebody just looking at you like, mm mm. All the forms of rejection. The thing about rejection is that it creates pain, it creates a wound, a hurt. And I've noticed that when that wound goes unaddressed and gets covered with more and more victimhood energy, the fads can start to breed rage. And after rage, resentment, anger, grief, that eruption can create. F-U-C-D energy, fear, uncertainty, chaos, and division, all because of rejection. The feelings surrounding rejection aren't good. I feel down. I feel angry, unworthy, all the things. I mean, I always found that interesting as we look at some of the religious basis. It's almost like you are not good enough. You'll never be good enough. So then if that's beat into you and you got parents beating it into you, then what happens? I'm not saying this to pick on religion, just really the constructs of our reality. And what the hell is a construct? <laughs> well, the things that we build, the things that we start to buy into, the belief systems that drives us, the popular opinions that, for whatever reason, start to reign supreme. Schadenfreude, deriving joy off another's misery, is one of the most dangerous victimhood feelings and energies that there is. Schadenfreude can start out really subtle, and then it can move to a really dangerous place. And rejection can be the grounding, the foundation for that. Feeling like you're unwanted, unloved, you don't belong, and all those things. And we hear that now. The sense of belonging is so important. But like most victimhood things, we keep turning it outward. We won't belong until they say we belong. Mm -mm, I belong. I belong to me. No, thank you. I don't need to feel this sense of belonging to these people that I probably don't even know so why am I looking for this sense of belonging with these people? Because I'm probably still rooted in rejections that have happened to me over the course of my life. Do I belong to me? Do I have a sense of belonging and connection to me? That's where I start. Do I reject me? 
And oftentimes when we start to dig into it for the first time and expressing it and for the first time exploring it, we may be surprised to find we do reject ourselves. All the tiny little lies we start telling ourselves in the beginning compound and it becomes the gorge and the division within us. If we lie to ourselves every single day, then how in the world are we going to believe the voices that run through our mind and the actions that we take? If we lie to us, how are we telling the truth to anyone else? Rejection is one. Rejection is like a magnifying glass filtering sun through. It gets hot. (laughs) And if it stays too focused, it will catch fire. Rejection can be fierce. When I think about rejection in my early days, it started in my youth. It started in the home. It started with, hey, you want to play this game? No. Can we do this? No. No's which is an interesting one because there's this whole movement of no is a complete sentence. Are there any qualifiers to that? No, you don't have to explain yourself. Like, I'm sorry, is that bread and love, joy and fun? Or is that more schadenfreude? Is that more anger and fads? Man, victimhood is everywhere. We got a bunch of people running around giving advice and opinions on how we should be. And as a mom, especially in this day and age, I find it very interesting when people tell me how I should feel and what I should be and how I should move and what I should do. I find it interesting when people tell me based on the color of my skin how I should feel or based on my genitalia or based on where I live, all these things. Like people have incredible amounts of opinions and advice. And instead of letting that get to me and infect my heart, I've learned to just filter it. We talked about that with boundaries. This sieve prevents the negative gook from getting in. Because if I put up a complete wall, like for me, that means we're done. Like if there's a wall up, like unless it has a door, which is very interesting. If I have a wall up on you, why would I have a door? I guess that's called family. (laughs) But when it comes to strainer type energy filtering, it's important for me because it keeps the gunk out and it lets the truth flow through. But in order to get to a place where I could even process what the hell that meant, I had to deal with my own rejections. I had to go back to the times in my life where I felt like, dang, I got that no, or I got, you know, pushed out or put out or not let in. It's what it means to me that matters. I had to get to a place where I went and defined rejection. That's why I love words and defining words, because once I start to really look at them with a neutral view, I start to go, oh my goodness, that's what rejection means? So then what are my feelings around it? Well, I feel like it's wrong and you should be included or you shouldn't feel this way. Well, just that way. And it's in that discovery of acknowledging the hurt feelings that the healings begin. Healings in the feelings. If I can acknowledge my pain and my hurt, I can then do something about it. I don't have to wait for other people to come in to save me and tell me it's all going to be good. It's beyond coping. It's conquering. Coping has such a place. There's so many resources out there on coping and whatnot, but I want to get to conquering. I want to get to the place where it is like commonplace for folks to understand how to turn their adversities into advantages. Goes back to that whole 8 billion people living more days feeling good about being themselves. It goes back to mom wisdom healing the world. It goes back to truth, trust, and openness. Personal responsibility are words that I know I've said in some settings and people are like, you can't talk about personal responsibility. Do you know what the system has done? I'm like, there's a whole system operating? Like, it thinks and feels? Is it AI? It's humans. It's people. People with feelings. People that have been harmed and hurt. People that want to control. People that want to dominate. Yes, that shit exists. 
I grew up in those environments. But I could also tell you it didn't take my heart fully. (laughs) It didn't have me close down and say, I'm not going to be a caring bridge builder. In fact, as I've gotten much more mature, it has opened up the need in me to express that joy, fun, and love. Don't get it twisted. You come at me sideways. We're going to have a problem. But it takes a lot to push me there because I've practiced dissecting words like rejection, especially because I get a no. That doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Because somebody leaves me, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. Because I feel that pain, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. It's a feeling, and I am not the feeling. So when it comes to rejection and understanding when that comes, I look at it differently now. Each and every day, I can be as conscious as I can. I pray, and I pray for God to remove, cancel any consent, yes, agreement that I've given that is not of the highest and most joyful good. So when things, people, and situations in my life fall out, fall away, disappear, instead of me going, why? I'm like, because you prayed for it. (laughs) Who are you trusting? What's your true factor? And if I know and recognize my source and I've reconciled that, let me tell you, like your story. When you know your story and you know your source and where you come from, then you understand why you're here and you understand what's important and what's to move forward. So rejection doesn't really sit in the space of like, I'm not wanted for me anymore. I don't go through those feelings anymore. I understand and accept that that's not the path that I need to walk. I need to go somewhere else. I stopped attaching my feelings to situations and events. And I put my feelings and my passion and excitement and energy into the things that continue to recharge and reinvigorate and reflect the highest and most joyful good that I'm about. I'm not perfect. None of us are. And yet we're so perfect because we are who we are. It's about practice above all of that and taking time to really think through what matters. My intention is to open up the space for you to start to think through and feel through the things that may be prohibiting you from achieving whatever you define as feeling good about being yourself. Rejection is one to explore. Because when we dig into rejection, we can start to see the roots of victimhood and where they've taken form. And getting to that place of rejection from others and self, such a healing place to be in. What does rejection mean to you? When were times in your life you felt like you were rejected, but maybe you can reframe that now. Be who you are and acknowledge how you feel. Because at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, real is the new real. If you've enjoyed these nuggets of mom wisdom and want to go deeper, head over to SupremeMoms.com.